Welcome to Women Uncensored. We are a mother-daughter dynamic duo. Here to share with you a fresh way to stay focused and motivated to live your best life. Hey, welcome to Women Uncensored. Hey guys. We have not been around for a while. Our life has been... Chaotic. Extreme. Edgy. Um, I don't know another word. Um, risk-filled. Yeah, that's the truth. Edge-walking. Okay, now we're trying to work. <laughs> we probably are, yeah. <laughs> it's late tonight. We were going to do this earlier in the day. Actually, we were going to do this probably for the last three weeks. <laughs> for, yeah, we were. And then now that we're quarantined. Well, yeah. actually, I looked up all the different terms. I'm not sure that we're quarantined. Our state of Idaho has asked us all to, what is it, stay home, stay healthy. Yes. Stay home, stay healthy. So part of this podcast is going to be explaining why you're here with me and not home. yes. Which has been part of the risk. I actually don't have a home currently at all. You do. No, I don't. Because this home is all my children's home. Well, that's very generous. Yes, and <laughs> truthful. But, um, yeah, I currently don't have a home. Um, Tyler and I sold our house. He signed on... I don't think you're supposed to tell this this early in the podcast, though. What? When do you want me to tell it? I don't know. Seems premature to tell this part. This, like, should be the body of it. But go ahead. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Tyler and I sold our home. Um, we signed our papers. Well, yeah, this is this is confusing. It is because you've got a lot to tell. You've been promising our audience that you were going to explain the huge risks that you and Tyler and Blakely were going to take, but you couldn't tell them at the time. And now you're going to have to tell them because now you're knee deep in. There's even more changes that has happened well, since. And that's why I probably leave. should start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Tyler worked for the county for a while. Um, and with his county job, he had access to MLS, which is basically what realtors have access to, um, where houses get listed and then you can, like, yeah, line up showings and whatnot. Yeah. So he was doing his job and came across a property. That was a commercial property. That was a commercial property, but it had living quarters above or whatever, an apartment above, and said we should make an offer. Which so, you guys have been constantly talking about doing investing figuring out how could you do right yeah and um so with this like I thought he was like joking a little bit and I was like so we went and looked at it and then he's like let's make an offer and I'm like well okay yeah I guess we can make an offer so we made an offer and then the guy counter offered and we didn't, we were like, okay, no, okay, this is the most we'll go, which was still quite a bit less than 
what it was listed for. And Tyler was crunching numbers big time because right. it was a risk for you guys right. it was, to sell. Right. It had enough money because the, the building needs work. Yeah. And so we threw out this other offer and he accepted it. Well, it, our life has literally been crazy because it was like we put it up. So then we were like, okay, we have to put our house up for sale. Mm-hmm. And we had to do it by that weekend. Which is insane because it when was, you show a house as many times as your house showed, you were yeah. like, hey, you were like living in your car. Right. And it was winter time. Like it was January when we ha- like listed Did it. Did you list it in January? February. 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 It was February. Yeah, February year. that we listed it. And like within a day, we got an offer um, full, full, well, full price. More than what yeah, you. Yeah, more actually. It, than, but that was bizarre though, too. Yeah. But then that deal fell through. And then our house showed like, I want to say like 35 times. Oh, at least. It was in insane. like two weeks. And then we finally accepted another offer. And then. We've had a couple of things that have been like a and struggle then with that. What happened? What do you mean? Well, Tyler was working for the county at the oh, beginning. Oh, yeah. So Tyler was working for the county, and then all of a sudden he got this new job offer. Way better package all the way around. Yeah, and it was like an offer we couldn't like refuse mm-hmm. and so he took the job but they required him to fly out five um, weeks training yeah, away weeks from training. you guys right during moving time yeah but what happened then yeah so he gave his two weeks at his job and then was supposed to start but then his background check got delayed because paperwork didn't get filed correctly and so they, they like, kept him, like, gave him two weeks off. Like Plus, COVID-19 happened. Oh, yeah. Plus COVID-19. Where so, we thought he wasn't even maybe going to fly out. Fly out, yeah. So he had two weeks where he, like, we just packed our house and um, pretty much moved out. And then I dropped him off last Sunday at the airport during this whole COVID-19 thing. And he flew to Oklahoma. Yeah, and I moved in with you guys. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we're being stay home, stay safe. And we're in the same house right now. Right. And our house that we sold closed on, was it Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday. And then um, we're supposed to close on our building on Wednesday. So, all this risk, which there's still things that we will unfold as you step forward, but this commercial building, the apartment that you'll live in, needs much work still. Right. So, well, the whole, the whole building does, but our whole goal is to try to rent out the bottom and then um, live in the upstairs and just basically have property income. Mm-hmm. So, at least have like the building paid for by renting it out and then the craziness continued to happen where your gym that you work at closed yeah the last no after tyler flew out on that sunday by the next wednesday Wednesday, idaho state of idaho had closed all 
uh, anything that was so like a jam. So I'm currently unemployed. <laughs> But you're doing a lot of live streaming yeah. uh, for the gym. They're asking a lot of the trainers. Yeah. And I've done a couple just, vir- like virtual yeah. sessions with well, people. And we were going to like talk a little bit. We usually have something to say about coffee. And our main topic tonight, though, is like, what are we going to do with this COVID-19? How do you feel about it? And, and some of the things we've seen people that have struggled with or that they've been creative about, but kind of kick off our coffee idea today. We were, we decided we needed to drive just to kind of get out of the house and took a little road trip to go through a drive through because coffee drive throughs are well, everything's still drive-thru. open, anything drive through and they were closed on Sunday. Yep. Now their drive through windows are only open Monday through Saturday. Yep. And so then our dogs needed dog food, so we stopped by Walmart, Walmart. And you guys, I stayed with Blakely in the car, and you treated us to what? Um, some cold brew coffee. Yeah. And it's called Stoke Cold Brew. Who puts it out? Stoke, the brand. What was your, what do you think? I wasn't a huge fan of it. I was, I know. It was like, okay. First, we thought we went, we came in the house and we were like, okay, we're going to do this pretty soon after. And you blended some milk. Well, I wanted like a cold foam. Right. And, but, yeah. There was no sweetener added. No, there is sweetener to that one. I didn't I'm realize not that. I didn't realize that when I grabbed it. So I think I would have liked the one without the sweetener. I didn't think the taste because the, I don't I don't think I liked the sweetener in it. Okay, so it was put out by Stoke. It does say it has twelve grams of sugar per serving. Um, I thought it was smooth, but I did not think that it was bold. And I no. tend to be more of a bold. So even though it's it's a 10-hour brew. It's bold and smooth as their byline. But honestly, I did not think the flavor was strong. Yeah. I thought it was smooth. I just, I thought it was really sweet for, maybe I'm just used to not having a lot of sweetener in Maybe my... we're just used to nitro brew, which it doesn't. It isn't like that. It's not like a nitro brew. It is a cold brew. Then we thought, okay, it needs to be more cold. So we put it in the fridge only to try it again here later. And it's the same. It wasn't the temperature didn't make a difference. Did you think? I don't know. No. I mean, I'd give it another shot. Would you? I was going to say, would you buy it again? Without the sweetener. Yeah, maybe. And we have a cold brew from a different company that we'll probably be trying on the next one. And they are bold. I've had it before. I don't know if you remember having it, but they were bold. And um, I don't know if I'd buy it again. You said that Walmart had a product now, but you can't find it in any of the Walmarts. So if you guys out there would know of where to find it, what is it called? Ready Whip. Uh, it's actually Ready Whip puts it out, mm-hmm. and it is the Nitro Brew Ready Whip, like 
cans. Yeah, but you and couldn't you, find it. You spray it into your coffee, and it's supposed to like. Which have, they like, the said nitrogen or whatever. Post Falls, yeah, Walmart a, had it. Yeah, and they didn't. And they didn't lie to me. With that being said, nobody has anything right now because we're in the middle of. Right, COVID. The coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Oh, who was it? It was Anthony on our Zoom call today. Oh, yeah. Why were we Zooming? Because we can't see our family. He was like, like, what? how did he say it? He said, like, uppity people call it um, COVID-19. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. He was joking around. He was like... Yeah, if you're up, you know, you know the person's class. If you're like, if they call it COVID nineteen, they're like uppity, and if Ooh. they, yeah, and he's like, and if they're just like a down to earth, like normal person, it's they call corona. it the coronavirus. I was wow. like, oh my, I, I he, like the sound of COVID nineteen better. He said it in like a joking way. Yes, and he they were being funny, <laughs> but we had a really good. That was fun. We did Zoom. How many of you are out there zooming now, because or FaceTiming or connecting with people in a different way? Because now we're pushing technology because right. every that's about the only way we can really connect. I mean, there's so. I, I look at it this way, like, there's a time and place for technology, and, like, before this hit, I was like, we overuse technology so much. But then, when you're put in a situation where it is lockdown, where it is stay home, stay safe, right? like, aren't you thankful that we have technology I that am. we can I even said to your dad, though, I said, oh, I feel like I'm on my phone phone so much I don't know if I like this right and even dad was like in a time like this that's a different situation he said it's the only real connection we have with people and I mean like I just look at peak is like you guys are on every morning at nine with a workout yep so one of you guys that are trainers are actually or group fitness people are on doing a live right and the beauty of that too is people can go and look at it later mm-hmm so that's kind of cool. It kind of fits into their own schedule. Well, and Dad, for two Sundays now, your dad has preached live. He's went to the church. He said that was the first time he's ever preached to an empty building. Yeah. And it was weird. He said it's very, it's kind of surreal. I feel like this, I have never in my lifetime experienced this. I know a lot of people have said that, what is it, the 1918 influenza, Spanish influenza went through and... I, I imagine people were... They didn't have technology, though. Yeah. So, I don't know what you did. You sent a pigeon. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know. But, what's your take? Um, well, at first, like, the nurses that I would talk to were like, ah, it's just the flu. Nothing to mm-hmm. be worried about. But... As time has went on, um, they've kind of changed their tune. Yeah. Even with me, like when I've asked, they're kind of like, oh, no, it's a little more serious than what we were thinking. Yeah. Um, so it's like I definitely think that people that have um, underlying conditions should be very cautious. Yeah. Like 
you know, it's funny, like, you see people in stores walking around with, like, masks or gloves, Mm -hmm. and, like, your first thought is, like, oh, my gosh, they're extreme. Overreacting or something. But then, like, I've had to step back and say, no, I don't know if they have an Mm -hmm. underlying condition, because if they have an underlying condition, more power to them. Right. They should if Where you had an emotion that you... I've got one. But if you had an emotion that you would attach to this from you, what would it be? Oh. I don't know. Mine would be sad. It yeah. makes me sad. I'm sad that this is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm trying to be careful with how much TV reports or like news reports where however you get it it's online it's on television it's on the news i'm being somewhat careful i want to be informed as best i can but like when i think about new york and seattle was our first hit but new york is staggering compared even to seattle and that makes me sad i'm just sad i'm sad that people are faced with this i'm sad that there isn't supplies to be life-saving in some incident instance instances so that would be I have, mine i have maybe a like sad i think is is definitely what you go to when you when you think of people dying from it and like mm-hmm. that sort of thing like yeah that's heartbreaking that is sad because and this is why like i think of it is because like we live in such a world where we can stay connected through technology mm-hmm. but yet we can't save somebody's life right from a disease like mm-hmm. this do you know what i mean and I, I i'm sure we have saved people's lives yes. from it so i'm not saying that pe- like we haven't but like just that anybody has to die from something like i just this. think too i think we need to be careful because i don't think anybody really knows much about any of it and I know there's a lot of uh, ideology and things thrown around and opinions. And you have one extreme thinking it's a government plot. And then you have another extreme thinking it's a joke and it's really not going to be a problem. And then you have people that are sitting on their couches terrorized just about just living life from day to day. And you can get that way. I get that. Mm-hmm. But it's like... You have, and then you have people that have it, right. that have been diagnosed and are self quarantining, and or you have people that have it and have went to the hospital, and then you have people that were diagnosed with it and died. Like now, Idaho right. is is in one of the lower states in numbers, but that doesn't mean it isn't here. And, right. You know, it's just um, in the county that I live in, reside in. Um, finally had their first case that was actually documented. But you know, once a case is actually acknowledged, there has there's other cases. You are you yeah. know there's other cases, especially since it's a pandemic. Yeah, you know. Um, I just remember when Blakely went in for her, you know, checkup this last time. We kind of asked the pediatrician, like, okay, is mm-hmm. this like a thing? Like, should we really be concerned about it? And she's like, well, it looks like it's, like, not affecting children mm-hmm. quite as bad. But um, 
she said she had a patient come in that had all the signs, had traveled overseas, like had been in an exposure area. Mm -hmm. And so she looked at us and she's like, so it's here, just to let you know, it is here, it's already here. She's like, but I couldn't test the kid because he didn't need to be hospitalized. hospitalized. Well, now we're able to test Mm -hmm. pretty much anybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, he didn't need to be hospitalized, so he didn't get tested. And so that was three weeks ago, you know? Well, your brother lives in Seattle. And I think the other thing we do is we get private, like, because sometimes you can be a carrier and you don't, you have no, you're asymptomatic, you don't show any signs, you don't know. And so we're all, like, we don't want to be this person that's spreading something unbeknownst to us. Yeah. And I think we get hyper vigilant. I know like we were laugh not laughing, but it's like we had headaches. Is that a sign? Is that something we should be afraid of? Yeah. We had scratchy throat a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh no. And then you know, then it didn't develop into anything. But then your brother Michael in Seattle actually got sick. Yeah. And was like he never had a fever, but he got lots of like chest congestion and and um his wife is is an asthma can she's like sports induced asthma type thing and and if there's certain things blooming and so she can go into asthma attacks without really having a reason of what's happening and so of course he's he's concerned about her living right there in Seattle yeah and he got better like but I asked him I said well do you think you have COVID-19 and he said well unless you need hospital care right now in Seattle you can't be tested so I would have to be at the point where I had all the symptoms the fever the cough the hurting chest and need to go see a doctor that I was sick enough I was like needed to see a doctor then they would say okay we need to test you so they're kind of now on the other side of it where you need to stay home and everything is corn you're they're supposed to all be home anyway Right. He He's has a job. From home. Right. He has a job that definitely allows him the flexibility to work at home. Um, your husband is on job training though and yeah. was in a plant where someone tested positive for COVID nineteen. He got a day off for it. Yeah. <laughs> so he did get a day off. Paid. But yeah, but yeah, I mean I do I mean he's gonna fly home. I wonder like you know, he had a little asthma, as you a know, kid especially. as a kid. And then when we ran that Spartan race, mm-hmm. it kind of flared up. But it, I mean, it was after a lot of like pushing your yeah. body. But I mean, I do worry, you know, like how he would do if he got mm-hmm. it. Um, now, we have about four people in our family that tend to get way worse colds like it goes right to their lungs so of course when you know that then you're like "Uh." you know when you hear everything so how do you think I think there's two things we see that as women well probably more than two because I think you can have a real cavalier attitude of oh whatever it's just another one of those things and not be serious I mean, there is a reality. It's like, even if it was a government plot, there are real people dying. It's not like, 
They're not staging that. No one is staging deaths. Right. And so that is a reality. And so I think you have the cavalier where they're a little bit just like, eh, whatever. I'm not afraid of anything. It's not going to harm me. And then I think you have the real anxious person that, like, is really fearful. Mm-hmm. And then I, the other thing I think I've seen coming up is then this stir-crazy feeling of being stuck at home. You know, like, right. our lifestyle's changing. I remember, and this was probably four weeks ago, I had dropped Blakely off at the daycare at the gym, and one of the girls working was I asked her how she was and she's like I don't know and I'm like why what's wrong and she's like I just have been listening to the news and like what's going on in China and I'm like worried about what would happen if it got here mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like honestly in my head I was like nah, don't worry about it until it happens mm-hmm. you know and, and like that's just kind of where I come from is like don't don't waste your energy on on being scared or or like all this stuff until it happens and sometimes maybe I'm a little too much that way Mm -hmm. yeah I I don't think you're that way now that it's here no 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 no. I mean I like I think there's truth in that I think we need to be very careful even right now that um we aren't presenting sick so we can sit here and be so fearful that somebody in our family is going to get sick or that we're going to get sick that we could be frozen in time and not productive during this time of, you know, different things we can do. We can certainly get some more podcasts out because <laughs> we are quarantined. Yeah. And um, we can certainly do some catching up and reading. Um, I know you're taking a certification right now that you could get, definitely utilize that time. And yeah. just, I think that we can miss a great opportunity here. Um, our family has never all at one time talked face to face. Yeah. So for today was the first time our you all your siblings, your husband was the only one. He didn't he his time in Oklahoma is a different time place than yeah. we have here and his devices don't work the same way in your face that he has right now. But other than Tyler, everybody was on. It was crazy at first. <laughs> but it got to be hilarious. I love seeing everybody's personality come through. I the kids, it's harder for the kids. Because they can't really, yeah. they don't know how to navigate it yet. But um, I enjoyed it a lot. I hope that everybody else did yeah, too. It was, it was fun. great that they all. It was fun to see everybody. Yeah, and you, everybody's personality comes out on who the comedians are and kind of who the listeners at that time were, and it was crazy. Yeah, it was good. So I think you know, I think it forces you to connect in a different way, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. Like. Like you said, like Michael and Carlisa, we haven't done that with them. Right. And so mm-hmm. it was, it, it, uh, like, I mean, I do think stuff like this can bring people closer together. Yeah. And you just realize how uncertain life really can be. Yeah. You know, and I think that when, when you're put in a position where, you know. Well, the truth is, life is uncertain every day without a pandemic, and we don't sit on the couch and and wring our right. hands in fear. Or, um, I suppose there's a lot of people that are cavalier every day of their lives, though. I mean, that's always there. And right. yet, um, 
I don't know. I think it's a good time to dig deep, especially when we're home. And hey, I get it. You're home with kids. Now, I did homeschool all of you guys, so I did yeah. have you. But man, I'll tell you what, a routine is life because you, I feel for all the moms that are bringing kids home and they really don't have a routine because they couldn't have a school routine. They went to school. Right. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, no school, no routine. And you're dumped. I think of my daughter-in-law who has a brand new baby. And thought she was going to get this sweet time. And here she's got bouncing eight-year-old son who's going crazy. And then you're like, I don't want you on technology. But you find yourself shoving technology in your kid's hand. Especially because, since she has a newborn. Oh, yeah. You know? So... And then we are not there. You know, nobody's right. there because of the quarantine, stay home, stay safe. Of course, she's got a brand new little baby. So that's a concern. You know, you don't want to go there and be a carrier. I don't know. It's really hard to navigate that. I know. But, as much as they say, like, oh, little kids can't get it, I still am like, I would, like, I experienced likely with RSV. Uh, and, like, that was enough. Yeah. I don't, I definitely don't want her to get no, this. No. I wouldn't want any of them. And I don't think that just, I mean, I know that I read a report that we lost an infant today and they consider an infant anything under, any child under a year old um, in one of the Midwestern states. And so, I mean, like it can happen. We don't know the, everything that surrounds that. We don't know if that child had a compromised situation, but... It's still, you know, they're talking about younger people getting it. They're talking about athletes on TV that have been on different sports teams that have came down with it. So people that are completely healthy for some reason, they come down. And then people walking around that probably are not healthy at all are not getting it. Like, there's, we don't know. We don't know. You know, one thing that I kind of made me mad like at the beginning of this was when all of and I'm sorry if you did this mm-hmm. but like it made me mad that everybody ran out and got all their you know supplies mm-hmm. because I lived right across well before I sold my house I lived right across from an older couple mm-hmm. that they can't just like it takes a little bit for them to like get up and get out mm-hmm. of the house and like get going and like I just worried that like did they did, did they have enough so like I I asked Tyler I'm like because he had their number I was like hey can you text them and see if they needed us to go yeah. grab anything like I just worry I worried about like them because first off I didn't want them going out into the yeah. stores right second off like the people that really need those supplies and stuff didn't have the chance to even go out yeah. and get it. And they didn't need a lot. It's not like they're going right. to make everybody else run out when right. they have so two people. Like, at, at the beginning of this, I'm like, wow, we are so self-centered as people. Yeah. Terribly. And like, I'm... And fearful. Yeah. And then I'm just like, it really shows the bad side of us, too. Yeah. You know? Well, you know your mom. I'm like the... Boy Scout of America. I'm always yeah. prepared. They even laugh at me when we hike because I got everything in the backpack that you could think of. And so, of course, I had some toilet paper. I grew up, again, I grew up on a farm. We lived, it used to be, when it was winter here where we live right now, we live on the acreage that my dad cleared and yeah. bought and developed. He gave a section to each kid. 
And um, really, honestly, when I was a little kid, once winter hit, you didn't make trips to town. The roads, they just didn't maintain roads like they do now. In this area, we just didn't have the money. We didn't have the revenue, those kind of things. And so we like got things kind of stocked up in October. And I still find that I do an element, not near what my mom did, but I do an element of having things on hand. I live out a long ways. You don't all of a sudden have a craving at 10 o'clock at night and run to the store. Right. You know, and so I have a lot of staples on hand to make something. So when we do have a craving, I can at least whip out my mixing <laughs> bowl and cook it up. But I just, I wasn't in a horrific state. And so, and then you brought all your supplies with you from your house. So we yeah. kind of combined yeah. some things that made it easier for us too. But I just think too that. But you literally can't find stuff in the stores You right can't. Now. And you need to ask yourself, like if you were a person that that was your reaction, no judgment, I guess. No. But Why? I think this is a great time to self-reflect. If you're anxious, why? You know, I I am a believer that God is in control. So mm -hmm. I have an anchor that's different than maybe the next person. And so obviously prayer, trust in that God is good, that God is actually in control, this didn't take him by surprise, is a good comfort for me. And, um, you know, this makes me... So what would you what would you say to the person that was like, well, if God was so good, why is he allowing people to die from this? That's always a hard question. Yeah. And I will say, and I hope it's not a, I hope it doesn't sound like a cop out. If I knew the mind of God, he wouldn't be God. True. So to understand God and what's happening is really forever will be beyond me. Can I have a relationship with God? Yes. But to understand the mind of God from a finite human mind that is full of selfishness and pride and different things. So to, when I have a mind that, that has to constantly be on guard to say that I can understand the perfection of God, I can't. So from my human perspective, of course, I would never want anyone to die, you know, like we talked yeah, about. Yeah. But... Um, you know, I can go back in, into that the world is also set into a state where we make evil choices. And there is death and disease that's set in motion, motion by mankind's state of that. So, good people deal with bad things because of a bad situation, yes. Which yeah. we look at as unfair. We all know that life, though, is temporary regardless of whether you believe in God or not, right? you know that no one lives forever. So everybody has to deal with that. You have to deal with that answer. And, you know, hopefully this is a time for people to dig deep on that, is what do you believe? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if I answered your question. No, but I think that's true. I've had, I've had a lot of conversations with um, clients and friends and uh, about that of, like, if God is such a good God, why does he allow things like that to happen? And it's a hard question because we don't, you're right. Yeah. We don't know the mind of God and uh, you know, you kind of, you have to just trust that he has the best interest for mm -hmm. everybody, you know, 
and that there is a reason why this is taking place. And a lot of people... And good comes from it. Yeah, you find... Yeah, you... Hey, we look at the hoarding thing, and we see the evil of mankind, but man, there are a lot of great stories of good things that people are doing. Yes. And heroic things that are people are doing. So you see the good of humanity, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you're right. So you also see the good right. in these things. But I think it's a well, time... Why does the bad always seem to... Because it's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> we don't want to lose a loved one. We don't want to lose our economic status. Now people are not only worried about their health, they're worried about their finances. We don't want to lose... Why are we uncomfortable with not being able to have our um, the freedom to move and go and do what we want? Yeah. Because it's different. It's a different lifestyle. We don't handle our norm being changed. So I have some friends that um, post online different things of like you can't tell me what to do I'm going to move about freely and like that like I struggle with that just because like I agree nobody should have to nobody should take your rights away Right, right. but then I have to look at myself and say like but who am I really doing it for Right. am I doing it for myself, like, oh, you can't take my rights away? Or am I doing it for other people because I don't want other people to get sick by me? Right. You because know, you're I taking their right away. Right. Yeah. Your freedom is usually the cost of someone else's freedom. Yeah. And yeah. in our case, you know, our freedom was paid for the price of the blood of a lot of young men and women that fought for this country and yeah. stood up for this country. And still are. Hey, fighting. go clear back to when people came to the the borders of this country and moved in those people took a huge risk to just come here and they were seeking freedom yeah from a from a, ty a tyrannical situation where people were were not allowing them freedom mm -hmm. and so yeah i i get the whole you shouldn't take freedoms away but you have to always go back in your mind and say is my freedom costing someone else theirs and weigh that out and sometimes people have to do hard things to have freedom. But is us giving up a few days that we have to stay home and not be able to do the fun things that we're And honestly, let's be real. It's probably pretty darn good for us to stay at home. I think it is. I think it's a good mind break. I think what we I need to do. I think it can be. I think we need to really dig deep and say... If we can't stand being home another day alone, why? What is it? Is, do we get do we get our self worth from something that we're missing right now? Is our self worth really based in our job? Then, um, hey, I miss our youth kids. I do too. Um, I miss. <laughs> we them. miss you guys. Yeah, I miss them because I miss them as people. But do I feel a little bit weird that I don't have? The responsibilities, yeah. Does that define me? Should that be my motivating force to work with those kids? No. No. And those are good things to ask right now. And if you don't want to, like let's say you have coffee with some friends every week and you can't do that right now. Is that to reassure you that you're okay? Mm -hmm. Like if you can't be with your friends, are you all of a sudden the lost person now that that isn't valuable just because we're in a pandemic? And we, I mean, it's a good time to be reflective. And I think bringing it kind of back around to what you were saying is, is having a plan. 
Like, Mm -hmm. you talked about having a plan for your kids and how, like, we had a plan when we homeschooled Mm -hmm. and, like, how having, like, a routine is key. And I think, like, sitting down and kind of coming up with a routine for your week or for your day would be beneficial for people that their whole schedule has changed. You know, they, they probably were used to a certain routine prior but, like, if you can sit down and, like, figure out what your routine's going to be, I think you're, you'll be surprised with how productive you'll be. I think you'll be surprised with um, just some of the, the, the rest that you might be able to, mm-hmm. to get from this, you know? And instead of looking at it as something that's terrible and, like, we're forced to do it, change your mindset mm-hmm. and say... I get to do this. Yeah. This is something that maybe, yes, I wouldn't have necessarily planned for my month coming up, mm-hmm. but it's something that um, now, I, now I get to do this, and how am I going to make the best of I it? I would challenge people to sit down. Like, we're, we're sitting here on a Sunday evening later, and Sundays are a great day to sit down in the evening and time block your week out. And I would encourage anybody that feels really lost right now to sit down sometime this week where you're quiet and really reflect on what what's some things that you've never been able to really do because of a super busy lifestyle and actually make those goals and time block it. So like, let's say you need to clean your garage and let's, let's so okay, you don't want to sit and just become OCD on cleaning your garage and everybody's starving because you're not in cooking dinner and the baby needs a bath and you're just not doing it because you're going to get the garage done. So why not take, hey, three times this week I'm going to time block an hour and I'm going to choose these three days to be the days that I go out and this is the time. And if you're dealing with kids at home, you need to have a time block. For for the first hour is chill time, get up, we're going to have breakfast, jammies, hang out. Maybe you're going to even let them watch something funny to start their day, but then hour number two is going to be reading time. And hour number three is you're going to check in online with some, and, you know, I mean, it goes age appropriate, but, you know, that an hour is a little long for a kindergartner, right? But, I mean, kids need structure. You need structure. You got to have something to hang the coat on. So my challenge would be to dig deep this week, and when you are anxious or when you are going absolutely bonkers stir crazy dig deep enough and ask some hard self questions and say why why am i having these emotions over this situation and then do some time blocking yeah i knew that being inside today i i definitely needed to get out so you you watched blakely for me and let me go for a five mile run Mm -hmm. and that was so nice just to get outside get some fresh air, go for a run, come back, like, totally different outlook on my day. Wow, super grateful we live in the rural area. Yes. We can walk, other people, or run. I know people that live in cities that they can't do that. Aren't even allowed. They're closing trails down, they're doing that kind of thing, so. So. Anyway, yeah, hopefully it will not... Okay, great thing being said all the time. This too will come to pass. Yep. You know, I know that we can sit here and we can come up with a thousand things that could go wrong. But why not be thinking of some things that can go right? And it's going to end and we're going to be able to go back to normal. 
Yep. And even if it's a new normal for us, guess what? We'll survive that. Yeah. Even a new normal. That's right. So thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks Hopefully for joining we'll, us. We should have a podcast out. We'll have to time block that. Yeah. Make sure we get that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm anxious to uh, hear back from our listeners. They can contact us on. Yeah. Let us know um, what you guys are doing during your quarantine. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. What have you done? What's some creative ideas to not go bonkers with your kids? Some creative ideas of how you've maybe overcome anxiety or just feeling maybe a little down. What's some some great ideas that you have? We'll, we'll talk about it in our next podcast. Share with the whole group. Awesome, guys. Well, we'll talk to you next time. Have a happy quarantine. Happy quarantine. Hey, did we mention we love to hear from our audience? So don't forget to email us at the.women.uncensored at gmail.com. And follow us on our Instagram at women.uncensored. Can't wait to hear from you. Welcome to Women Uncensored. We are a mother-daughter dynamic duo. Here to share with you a fresh way to stay focused and motivated to live your best life. Hey, welcome to Women Uncensored. Hey, guys. We have not been around for a while. Our life has been... Chaotic. Extreme. Edgy. Um, I don't know another word. Um, Risk-filled. Yeah, that's the truth. Edge-walking. Okay, now we're trying to work. <laughs> we probably are, yeah. It's late tonight. We were going to do this earlier in the day. Actually, we were going to do this probably for the last three weeks. <laughs> or, yeah, we were. And then now that we're quarantined. Well, yeah. actually, I looked up all the different terms. I'm not sure that we're quarantined. Our state of Idaho has asked us all to, what is it, stay home, stay healthy. Yes. Stay home, stay healthy. So, part of this podcast is going to be explaining why you're here with me and not oh, home. yes. Which has I been part of the risk. I actually don't have a home currently at all. You do? No, I yeah, don't. because this home is all my children's home. Well, that's very generous. Yes, <laughs> and truthful. But, um, yeah, I currently don't have a home. Um, Tyler and I sold our house. He signed on... I don't think you're supposed to tell this this early in the podcast, though. What? When do you want me to tell it? I don't know. Seems premature to tell this part. This, like, should be the body of it. But go ahead. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Tyler and I sold our home. Um, we signed our papers. Well, yeah, this is... This is confusing. It is, because you've got a lot to tell. You've been promising our audience that you were going to explain the huge risks that you and Tyler and Blakely were going to take, but you couldn't tell them at the time. And now you're going to have to tell them, because now you're knee-deep in. There's even more changes that has happened well, since. Well, and that's why I probably leave. should start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So 
Yes. Tyler worked for the county for a while. Um, and with his county job, he had access to MLS, which is basically what realtors have access to, um, where houses get listed and then you can, like, yeah, line up showings and whatnot. Yeah. So he was doing his job and came across a property. That was a commercial property. That was a commercial property, but it had living quarters above or whatever, an apartment above, and said we should make an offer. Which so, you guys have been constantly talking about doing investing, figuring out how could you do. Right, yeah. And um, so with this, like... I thought he was, like, joking a little bit. And I was like... So we went and looked at it. And then he's like, let's make an offer. And I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, I guess we can make an offer. So we made an offer. And then the guy counter-offered. And we didn't... We were like, okay, no. Okay, this is the most we'll go. Which was still quite a bit less than what it was listed for. And Tyler was crunching numbers big time because right. it was a risk for you guys right. it was, to sell. Right. And it had enough money because the, the building needs work. Yeah. And so we threw out this other offer and he accepted it. Well, it, our life has literally been crazy because it was like we put it up. So then we were like, okay, we have to put our house up for sale. Mm -hmm. And we had to do it by that weekend. <laughs> Which is insane because it when was, you show a house as many times as your house showed, you were yeah. like, hey, you were like living in your car. Right. And it was winter time. Like, it was January when we ha like listed Did it. Did you list it in January? February. 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 It was February. Yeah, February that we listed it. And like within a day, we got an offer um, full, full, well, Full price. More than what yeah, you... Yeah, more actually it, than... Well, that was bizarre, though, too. Yeah, but then that deal fell through, and then our house showed, like, I want to say, like, 35 Oh, times at least. It was in, insane. In, like, two weeks, and then we finally accepted another offer, and then we've had a couple things that have been, like, a and struggle with that. And then what happened? What do you mean? Well, Tyler was working for the county at the oh, beginning. Oh, yeah. So Tyler was working for the county, and then all of a sudden he got this new job offer. Way better package all the way around. Yeah, and it was like an offer we couldn't, like, refuse. Mm -hmm. And so he took the job, but they required him to fly out. Five weeks training yeah. away weeks from training. you guys, right during moving time. Yeah. But what happened then? Yeah. So he gave us two weeks at his job and then was supposed to start, but then his background check got delayed because paperwork didn't get filed correctly. And so they, they like kept him, like gave him two weeks off. Like plus. COVID-19 happened. Oh, yeah. Plus COVID-19. Where so, we thought he wasn't even maybe going to fly, fly out. Fly out, yeah. So he had two weeks where he, like, we just packed our house and um, pretty much moved out. And then I dropped him off last Sunday 
at the airport during this whole COVID-19 thing. And he flew to Oklahoma. Yeah, and I moved in with you guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we're being stay home, stay safe. And we're in the same house right now. Right, and our house that we sold closed on, was it Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday. And then um, we're supposed to close on our building on Wednesday. So all this risk, which there's still things that we will unfold as you step forward, but this commercial building, the apartment that you'll live in, needs much work still. Right. So well, the whole the whole building does, but our whole goal is to try to rent out the bottom, and then um, live in the upstairs and just basically have property income. Mm-hmm. So at least have like the building paid for by renting it out and then the craziness continued to happen where your gym that you work at closed yeah the last no after tyler flew out on that sunday by the next wednesday Wednesday, idaho state of idaho had closed all all, anything that was so i'm currently unemployed (laughs) But you're doing a lot of live streaming yeah. uh, for the gym. They're asking a lot of the trainers. Yeah. And I've That's done a couple just, for, like virtual yeah. sessions with well, people. And we were going to like talk a little bit. We usually have something to say about coffee. And our main topic tonight, though, is like, what are we going to do with this COVID-19? How do you feel about it? And, and some of the things we've seen people that have struggled with or that they've been creative about, but kind of kick off our coffee idea today. We were, we decided we needed to drive just to kind of get out of the house and took a little road trip to go through a drive through because coffee drive throughs are well, everything's still open, anything drive through and they were closed on Sunday. Yep. Now their drive through windows are only open Monday through Saturday. Yep. And so then our dogs needed dog food, so we stopped by Walmart, Walmart. And you guys, I stayed with Blakely in the car, and you treated us to what? Um, some cold brew coffee. Yeah. And it's called Stoke Cold Brew. Who puts it out? Stoke, the brand. What was your, what do you think? I wasn't a huge fan of it. I was, I know. It was like, okay. First, we thought we went, we came in the house and we were like, okay, we're going to do this pretty soon after. And you blended some milk. Well, I wanted like a cold foam. Right. And, but, yeah. There was no sweetener added. No, there is sweetener to that one. I didn't I'm not realize impressed. that. I didn't realize that when I grabbed it. So, I think I would have liked the one without the sweetener. I didn't think the taste... Because the, I, don't, I don't think I liked the sweetener in it. Okay, so it was put out by Stoke. It does say it has 12 grams of sugar per serving. Um, I thought it was smooth, but I did not think that it was bold. And I no. tend to be more of a bold. So, even though it's... It's a 10-hour brew. It's bold and smooth is their byline. But honestly, I did not think the flavor was strong. Yeah. I thought it was smooth. I just, 
I thought it was really sweet for... Maybe I'm just used to not having a lot of sweetener in Maybe my... we're just used to nitro brew, which it doesn't... It isn't like that. It's not like a nitro brew. It is a cold brew. Then we thought, okay, it needs to be more cold. So we put it in the fridge, only to try it again here later. And yeah. it's the same. Yeah. It wasn't the temperature didn't make a difference, did you think? I don't know. No. I mean, I I would I'd give it another shot. Would you I was with, gonna say, would you buy it again? With out the sweetener. Yeah, maybe. And we have a cold brew from a different company that we'll probably be trying on the next one. Yeah. And they are bold. I've had it before. I don't know if you remember having it, but they were bold. And um, I don't know if I'd buy it again. You said that Walmart had a product now, but you can't find it in any of the Walmarts. So if you guys out there would know of where so to find it, what is it Ready called? Whip. Uh, it's actually Ready Whip. Puts it out. Mm-hmm. And it is the Nitro Brew Ready Whip, like, Cans. Yeah, but you and couldn't you, find it. You spray it into your coffee, and it's supposed to like. Which have, like, they the said. Nitrogen or whatever. Post Falls. Yeah, Walmart a, had it. Yeah, and they didn't. And they, they didn't. But to me. With that being said, nobody has anything right now because we're in the middle of. Right, COVID. The coronavirus. Yeah. Coronavirus. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Oh, who was it? It was Anthony on our Zoom call today. Oh, yeah. Why were we Zooming? Because we can't see our family. He was like, like, what? how did he say it? He said, like, uppity people call it um, COVID-19. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. He was joking around. He was like, yeah, if you're up, but you know, you know the person's class. If you're like, if they call it COVID nineteen, they're like uppity. And if Ooh. they, yeah, and he's like, and if they're just like a down to earth, like normal person, it's they call corona. it the coronavirus. I was wow. like, oh my! I, I he, like the sound of COVID nineteen better. He said it in like a joking way. Yes, and he they were being funny, <laughs> but we had a really good. That was fun. We did Zoom. How many of you are out there Zooming now because, or FaceTiming or connecting with people in a different way because now we're pushing technology because right. every, that's about the only way we can really connect. I mean, there's, so I, I look at it this way, like there's a time and place for technology and like before this hit, I was like, we overuse technology so much. But then when you're put in a situation where it is lockdown, where it is stay home, stay safe. Right. Like, aren't you thankful that we have technology? I that am. We can I even said to your dad, though, I said, oh, I feel like I'm on my phone so much. I don't know if I like this. Right. And even dad was like, in a time like this, that's a different situation. He said, it's the only real connection we have with people and I mean like I just look at peak is like you guys are on every morning at nine with a workout yep so one of you guys that are trainers are actually or group fitness people are on doing a live right and the beauty of that too is people can go and look at it later mm -hmm. so that's kind of cool it kind of fits into their own schedule well and dad 
for two Sundays now, your dad has preached live. He's went to the church. He said that was the first time he's ever preached to an empty building. Yeah. And it was weird. He said it's very, it's kind of surreal. I feel like this, I have never in my lifetime experienced this. I know a lot of people have said that, what is it, the 1918 influenza, Spanish influenza went through and I, I imagine people were, they didn't have technology though. Yeah. So I don't know what you did. You sent a pigeon. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. I don't know. But what's your take? Um, well, at first, like the nurses that I would talk to were like, ah, it's just the flu. Nothing to mm-hmm. be worried about. But as time has went on, um, they've kind of changed their tune. Yeah. Even with me, like when I've asked, they're kind of like, oh, no, it's a little more serious than what we were thinking. Yeah. Um. So it's like, I definitely think that people that have um, underlying conditions should be very cautious. Yeah. Like, you know, it's funny, like you see people in stores walking around with like masks or gloves Mm -hmm. and like your first thought is like, oh my gosh, they're extreme. Overreacting or something. But then like I've had to step back and say... No, I don't know if they have an underlying condition. Because if they have an underlying condition, more power to them. Right. They should If wear you had an emotion that you... I've got one. But if you had an emotion that you would attach to this from you, what would it be? Oh. I don't know. Mine would be sad. It yeah. makes me sad. I'm sad that this is happening. I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to be careful with how much TV reports or like news reports, where however you get it, it's online, it's on television, it's on the news. I'm being somewhat careful. I want to be informed as best I can. But like when I think about New York, and Seattle was our first hit, but New York is staggering compared yeah. even to Seattle. And that makes me sad. I'm just sad. I'm sad that people are faced with this. I'm sad that there isn't supplies to be life-saving in some incident instance, instances. So that would be I have, mine. I have maybe a, like sad. I think is is definitely what you go to when you when you think of people dying from it and like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like yeah, that's heartbreaking. That is sad because. And this is why, like, I think of it is because, like, we live in such a world where we can stay connected through technology, mm-hmm. but yet we can't save somebody's life right. from a disease like mm-hmm. this. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I'm sure we have saved people's lives yes. from it, so I'm not saying that, pe- like, we haven't, but, like, just that anybody has to die from something I just think, too, I think we need to be careful because I don't think anybody really knows much about any of it. And I know there's a lot of of ideology and things thrown around and opinions. And you have one extreme thinking it's a government plot. And then you have another extreme thinking it's a joke and it's really not going to be a problem. And then you have 
people that are sitting on their couches terrorized just about just living life from day to day. And you can get that way. I get that. Mm -hmm. But it's like you have, and then you have people that have it that have been diagnosed and are self-quarantining and, or you have people that have it and have went to the hospital and then you have people that were diagnosed with it and died. Like now Idaho is, is in one of the lower states in numbers but that doesn't mean it isn't here. And, right. You know, it's just um, in the county that I live in, reside in, um, finally had their first case that was actually documented. But you know, once a case is actually acknowledged, there has there's other cases. You are you yeah. know there's other cases, especially since it's a pandemic. Yeah. You know, um, I just remember when Blakely went in for her, you know, checkup this last time we kind of asked the pediatrician like okay is Mm -hmm. this like a thing like should we really be concerned about it and she's like well it looks like it's like not affecting children Mm -hmm. quite as bad but um she said she had a patient come in that had all the signs had traveled overseas like had been in an exposure area Mm -hmm. And so she looked at us and she's like, so it's here. Just to let you know, it is here. It's already here. She's like, but I couldn't test the kid because he didn't need to be hospitalized. hospitalized." Well, now we're able to test Mm -hmm. pretty much anybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, he didn't need to be hospitalized, so he didn't get tested. And so that was three weeks ago. You know? Well, your brother lives in Seattle. And I think the other thing we do is we get private. Like, because sometimes you can be a carrier and you don't, you have no, you're asymptomatic. You don't show any signs. You don't know. And so we're all, like, we don't want to be this person that's spreading something unbeknownst to us. Yeah. And I think we get hypervigilant. I know, like, we were laughing, not laughing, but it's like, we had headaches. Is that a sign? Is that something we should be afraid of? Yeah. We had scratchy throat a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh no. And then, you know, then it didn't develop into anything. But then your brother Michael in Seattle actually got sick. Yeah. And was like, he never had a fever, but he got lots of like chest congestion. And and um, his wife is is an asthma can she's like sports induced asthma type thing. And and if there's certain things blooming. And so she can go into asthma attacks without really having a reason of what's happening. And so, of course, he's he's concerned about her living right there in Seattle. Yeah. And he got better. Like, but I asked him, I said, well, do you think you have COVID-19? And he said, well, unless you need hospital care right now in Seattle, you can't be tested. So I would have to be at the point where I had all the symptoms, the fever, the cough, the hurting chest, and need to go see a doctor that I was sick enough, I was like, needed to see a doctor. Then they would say, okay, we need to test you. So they're kind of now on the other side of it where you need to stay home. And everything is quarantined. They're supposed to all be home anyway. Right. He has a job. from home. Right. He has a job that definitely allows him the flexibility to work at home. Um, your husband is on job training, though, and yeah. was in a plant where someone tested positive for COVID-19. 
he got a day off for it. Yeah, <laughs> so he did get a day off. Paid. But, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I do, I mean, he's going to fly home. I wonder, like, you know, he had a little asthma, as you a know, kid especially. as a kid. And then when we ran that Spartan race, mm-hmm. it kind of flared up. But, it, I mean, it was after a lot of, like, pushing your yeah. body. But, I mean, I do worry, you know, like, how he would do if he got mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, we have about four people in our family that tend to get way worse colds. Like, it goes right to their lungs. So, of course, when you know that, then you're like, uh, yeah. you know, when you hear everything. So, how do you think, I think there's two things we see that as women, well... Probably more than two. Because I think you can have a real cavalier attitude of, oh, whatever. It's just another one of those things. And not be serious. I mean, there is a reality. It's like, even if it was a government plot, there are real people dying. It's not like, they're not staging that. No one is staging deaths. Right. And so, that is a reality. And so, I think you have the cavalier where they're a little bit just like, eh, whatever. I'm not afraid of anything. It's not going to harm me. And then I think you have the real anxious person that, like, is really fearful. Mm-hmm. And then I, the other thing I think I've seen coming up is then this stir-crazy feeling of being stuck at home. You know, like, right. our lifestyle's changing. I remember, and this is probably... Four weeks ago, I had dropped Blakely off at the daycare at the gym, and one of the girls working was, I asked her how she was, and she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, why? What's wrong? And she's like, I just have been listening to the news and, like, what's going on in China, and I'm, like, worried about what would happen if it got here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, in my head, I was like, nah. Don't worry about it until it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, like, that's just kind of where I come from is, like, don't don't waste your energy on, on being scared right. or, or, like, all this stuff until it happens. And sometimes maybe I'm a little too much that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think you're that way now that it's here. No, 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 no. I mean, I and like, I think there's truth in that. I think we need to be very careful even right now that um, we aren't presenting sick. So we could sit here and be so fearful that somebody in our family is going to get sick or that we're going to get sick that we could be frozen in time and not productive during this time of, you know, different things we can do. We can certainly get some more podcasts out because (laughs) we are quarantined. Yeah. And um, we can certainly do some catching up and reading. Um, I know you're taking a certification right now that you could get, definitely utilize that time and just... I think that we can miss a great opportunity here. Um, our family has never all at one time talked face-to-face. Yeah. So for today was the first time our, you, all your siblings, your husband was the only one. He didn't, he, his time in Oklahoma is a different time place than yeah. we have here. and His devices don't work the same way in your face that he has right now. But other than Tyler... Everybody was on. It was crazy at first, but it got to be hilarious. I loved seeing everybody's personality. 
come through. I the kids, it's harder for the kids because they can't really, yeah, they don't know how to navigate it yet. But um, I enjoyed it a lot. I hope that everybody else did yeah, too. It was, it was fun. great that they all. It was fun to see everybody. Yeah, and you, everybody's personality comes out on who the comedians are and kind of who the listeners at that time were, and it was crazy. Yeah, it was good. So I think, you know. I think it forces you to connect in a different way, mm-hmm. which I think is a good thing. Like like you said, like Michael and Carlisa, we haven't done that with them. Right. And so mm-hmm. it was, it, uh, like, I mean, I do think stuff like this can bring people closer together. And you just realize how uncertain life really can be. Yeah. You know, and I think that when when you're put in a position where, you know. Well, the truth is life is uncertain every day without a pandemic and we don't sit on the couch and and wring our hands in fear or um, I suppose there's a lot of people that are cavalier every day of their lives, though. I mean, that's always there. And right. yet, um, I don't know. I think it's a good time to dig deep, especially when we're home. And, hey, I get it. You're home with kids. Now, I did homeschool all of you guys, so I did yeah. have you. But, man, I'll tell you what, a routine is life. Because you, I feel for all the moms that are bringing kids home and they really don't have a routine because... They couldn't have a school routine. They went to school. And now all of a sudden, no school, no routine. And you're dumped. I think of my daughter-in-law who has a brand new baby. And thought she was going to get this sweet time. And here she's got bouncing eight-year-old son who's going crazy. And then you're like, I don't want you on technology. But you find yourself shoving technology in your kid's hand. Especially because, since she has a newborn. Oh, yeah. You know? So, and then we are not there. You know, nobody's right. there because of the quarantine, stay home, stay safe. Of course, she's got a brand new little baby. So, that's a concern. You know, you don't want to go there and be a carrier. I don't know. It's really hard to navigate that. I know. But, as much as they say, like, oh, little kids can't get it, I still am like, I would, like... I experienced likely with RSV, uh, and like that was enough. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't want her to get no, this. No, I wouldn't want any of. And I don't think that it. just. I mean, I know that I read a report that we lost an infant today, and they consider an infant anything under any child under a year old, um, in one of the midwestern states. And so I mean, like it can happen. We don't know the everything that surrounds that. We don't know if that child had a com- compromised situation, but it's still, you know, they're talking about younger people getting it. They're talking about athletes on TV that have been on different sports teams that have came down with it. So people that are completely healthy for some yeah. reason, they come down. And then people walking around that probably are not healthy at all are not getting it. You're like, there's, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. You know, one thing that I kind of made me mad, like, at the beginning of this, was when all of, and I'm sorry if you did this, mm-hmm. but, like, it made me mad that everybody ran out and got all their, you know, supplies, mm-hmm. because I lived right across, well, before I sold my house, I lived right across from an older couple mm-hmm. that... They can't just, like, it takes a little bit for them to, like, get up and get out of mm-hmm. the house and, like, get going. And, like, 
I just worried that like, did they, did, did they have enough? So like I, I asked Tyler, I'm like, cause he had their number. I was like, Hey, can you text them and see if they needed us to go yeah. grab anything? Like, I just worry. I worried about like them because first off, I didn't want them going out into the yeah. stores. Right. Second off, like the people that really need those supplies and stuff didn't have the chance to even go out yeah. and get it. And they didn't need a lot. It's not like they're going right. to make everybody else run out when right. they have so, two people. Like, at, at the beginning of this, I'm like, wow, we are so self-centered as people. Yeah. Terribly. And like, I'm... And fearful. Yeah. And then I'm just like, it really shows the bad side of us, too. Yeah. You know? Well, you know your mom. I'm like the... Boy Scout of America. I'm always yeah. prepared. They even laugh at me when we hike because I got everything in the backpack that you could think of. And so, of course, I had some toilet paper. I grew up, again, I grew up on a farm. We lived, it used to be, when it was winter here where we live right now, we live on the acreage that my dad cleared and yep. bought and developed. He gave a section to each kid. And, um, Really, honestly, when I was a little kid, once winter hit, you didn't make trips to town. The roads, they just didn't maintain roads like they do now. In this area, we just didn't have the money. We didn't have the revenue, those kind of things. And so we like got things kind of stocked up in October. And I still find that I do an element, not near what my mom did, but I do an element of having things on hand. I live out a long ways. You don't all of a sudden have a craving at 10 o'clock at night and run to the store. Right. You know, and so I have a lot of staples on hand to make something. So when we do have a craving, I can at least whip out my mixing <laughs> bowl and cook it up. But I just, I wasn't in a horrific state. And so, and then you brought all your supplies with you from your house. So we yeah. kind of combined yeah. some things that made it easier for us too. But I just think too that. But you literally can't find stuff in the store. You right can't. Now. And. You need to ask yourself, like, if you were a person that that was your reaction, no judgment, I guess. No. But why? I think this is a great time to self-reflect. If you're anxious, why? You know, I, I am a believer that God is in control. So mm -hmm. I have an anchor that's different than maybe the next person. And so, obviously, prayer, trust in that God is good that God is actually in control, this didn't take him by surprise, is a good comfort for me. And, um, you know, this makes me... So what would, you, what would you say to the person that was like, well, if God was so good, why is he allowing people to die from this? That's always a hard question. Yeah. And I will say, and I hope, it's not a, I hope it doesn't sound like a cop-out, if I knew the mind of God, he wouldn't be God. True. So to understand... God and what's happening is really forever will be beyond me. Can I have a relationship with God? Yes. But to understand the mind of God from a finite human mind that is full of selfishness and pride and different things. So to, when I have a mind that, that has to constantly be on guard to say that I can understand the perfection of God, I can't. So from my human perspective, of course, I would never want anyone to die, you know, like we talked right. about. Yeah. But, um, you know, I can go back in, into that the world is also set into a state where we make evil choices. 
and there is death and disease that's set in motion motion by mankind's state of that so good people deal with bad things because of a bad situation yes which yeah. we look at as unfair we all know that life though is temporary regardless of whether you believe in God or not right you know that no one lives forever so everybody has to deal with that you have to deal with that answer and you know hopefully this is a time for people to dig deep on that is what do you believe mm -hmm. so I mean I don't know if I answered your question no but... I think that's true I've had I've had a lot of conversations with um, clients and friends and uh, about that of like if God is such a good God, why does he allow things like that to happen? And it's a hard question because we don't, you're right. Yeah. We don't know the mind of God. And, uh, you know, you kind of, you have to just trust that he has the best interest for mm -hmm. everybody, you know, and that there is a reason why this is taking place. And a lot of people. You, and good comes from it. Yeah. You find, yeah, you, hey, we look at the hoarding thing. And we see the evil of mankind, but man, there are a lot of great stories of good things that people are doing. Yes. And heroic things that are people are doing. So you see the good of humanity too. Mm -hmm. Like you're right. So you also see the good right. in these things. But I think it's a but time. Why does the bad always seem to? Because it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Good. We don't want to lose a loved one. We don't want to lose our economic status. Now people are not only worried about their health. They're worried about their finances. We don't want to lose. Why are we uncomfortable with not being able to have our um, the freedom to move and go and do what we want? Yeah. Because it's different. It's a different lifestyle. We don't handle our norm being changed. So I have some friends that um, post online different things of like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to move about freely and... Like that, like I struggle with that, just because, like, I agree nobody should have to nobody should take your rights away. Right, right. But then I have to look at myself and say, like, but who am I really doing it for? Right. Am I doing it for myself? Like, oh, you can't take my rights away, or am I doing it for other people because I don't want other people to get sick by me? Right. You because know, you're I taking their right away. Right. Yeah. Your freedom is usually the cost of someone else's freedom. Yeah. And yeah. in our case, you know, our freedom was paid for the price of the blood of a lot of young men and women that fought for this country and yeah. stood up for this country. And still are. Hey, go fighting. clear back to when people came to the, the borders of this country and moved in. Those people took a huge risk to just come here, and they were seeking freedom yeah. from, a, from a, tyr a tyrannical situation where people were... We're not allowing them freedom. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I get the whole, you shouldn't take freedoms away, but you have to always go back in your mind and say, is my freedom costing someone else theirs? And weigh that out. And sometimes people have to do hard things to have freedom. But is us giving up a few days that we have to stay home and not be able to do the fun things that we're and honestly. Let's be real. It's probably pretty darn good for us to stay at home. I think it is. I think it's a good mind break. I think what we but need to do. I think it can be. I think we need to really dig deep and say, 
if we can't stand being home another day alone, why? What is it? Is, do we get do we get our self worth from something that we're missing right now? Is our self worth really based in our job? Then, um, hey, I miss our youth kids. I do too. Um, I miss. <laughs> we them. miss you guys. Yeah, I miss them because I miss them as people. But do I feel a little bit weird that I don't have the responsibilities? Yeah. Does that define me? Should that be my motivating force to work with those kids? No. No. And those are good things to ask right now. And if you don't want to, like, let's say you have coffee with some friends every week and you can't do that right now. Is that to reassure you that you're okay? Mm -hmm. Like, if you can't be with your friends, are you all of a sudden the lost person now that, that isn't valuable just because we're in a pandemic? And we, I mean, it's a good time to be reflective. And I think bringing it kind of back around to what you were saying is, is having a plan. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about having a plan for your kids and how like we had a plan when we homeschooled Mm -hmm. and like how having like a routine is key. And I think like sitting down and kind of coming up with a routine for your week or for your day would be beneficial for people that their whole schedule has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they probably were used to a certain routine prior, but like if you can sit down and like figure out what your routine's going to be, I think you're, you'll be surprised with how productive you'll be. I think you'll be surprised mm-hmm. with, um, just some of the, the, the rest that you might be able to, mm-hmm. to get from this, you know? And instead of looking at it as something that's terrible and, like, we're forced to do it, change your mindset mm-hmm. and say, I get to do this. Yeah. This is something that maybe, yes, I wouldn't have necessarily planned for my month coming up, mm-hmm. but it's something that um, now I now I get to do this and... How am I going to make the best of it? I would challenge people to sit down. Like, we're, we're sitting here on a Sunday evening uh, later, and Sundays are a great day to sit down in the evening and time block your week out. And I would encourage anybody that feels really lost right now to sit down sometime this week where you're quiet and really reflect on what what's some things that you've never been able to really do because of a super busy lifestyle and actually make those goals and time block it. So like, let's say you need to clean your garage and let's, let's, so okay. You don't want to sit and just become OCD on cleaning your garage and everybody's starving because you're not in cooking dinner and the baby needs a bath and you're just not doing it (laughs) because you're going to get the garage done. So why not take, hey, three times this week, I'm going to time block an hour and I'm going to choose these three days to be the days that I go out and this is the time. And if you're dealing with kids at home, you need to have a time block for for the first hour is chill time. Get up, we're gonna have breakfast, jammies, hang out. Maybe you're gonna even let them watch something funny to start their day. But then, hour number two is gonna be reading time, and hour number three is you're gonna check in online with some. And you know, I mean, it goes age appropriate, but you know that an hour is a little long for a kindergartner, right? But yeah, I mean. Kids need structure. You need structure. You got to have something to hang the coat on. So my challenge would be to dig deep this week. And when you are anxious or when you are 
going absolutely bonkers, stir crazy. Dig deep enough and ask some hard self questions and say, why? Why am I having these emotions over this situation? And then do some time blocking. Yeah. I knew that being inside today, I, I definitely needed to get out. So I you you watched Blakely for me and let me go for a five-mile run. Mm-hmm. And that was so nice just to get outside, get some fresh air, go for a run, come back. Like, totally different outlook on my day. Wow. Super grateful we live in the rural area. Yes. We can walk. Other people or run. I know people that live in cities that... They can't do Aren't that. Even They're closing yeah. trails down. They're doing that yeah. kind of thing. So. so, anyway, yeah. Hopefully, it will not. Uh, okay, great thing being said all the time. This too will come to pass. Yep. You know, I know that we can sit here and we can come up with a thousand things that could go wrong. But why not be thinking of some things that can go right? And it's going to end, and we're going to be able to go back to normal. Yep. And even if it's a new normal for us, guess what? We'll survive that. Even a new normal. That's right. So, thank you guys for listening. Um, Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We should have a podcast out. We'll have to time block that. Yeah. Make sure we get that. Exactly. (laughs) I'm anxious to uh, hear back from our listeners. They can contact us on. Yeah. Let us know um, what you guys are doing during your quarantine yeah that'd be great yeah what have you done what's some creative ideas to not go bonkers with your kids some creative ideas of how you've maybe overcome anxiety or just feeling maybe a little down what's some some great ideas that you have we'll we'll talk about it in our next podcast share with the whole group awesome guys well we'll talk to you next time have a happy quarantine happy quarantine Hey, did we mention we love to hear from our audience? So don't forget to email us at the.women.uncensored at gmail.com and follow us on our Instagram at women.uncensored. Can't wait to hear from you.